Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, hello, my friends. It is me, Michael D. Mullins, here for another episode of DDP Radio Live right here at ddpradio.com. There's no live at the, after the dot com. I'm disheveled right now. I, I just came on here last minute as usual, you know, I could have all night to do this, and then I could still just run in here with uh, my my like my hair on fire every single week. And uh, for some reason, I thrive on that energy whenever we do DDP Radio, and uh, this is no exception. So I'm going to bring on my lovely co-host, of course, and I am going to blame her for any technical difficulties that we happen <laughs> to have today because she shut down the entire Canadian infrastructure of the internet. Um, I guess the entire northern uh, territories are uh, are out, and uh, apparently it's all Crystal's fault, and Robert had to take a Learjet all the way up, the DDP Radio <laughs> Learjet, the official Learjet of DDP Radio, all the way up to Canada to try to, f- to fix this and sort things out. So thank you, Robert. We appreciate it. But I give you, of course, the one, the only, my co-host, all the way on top of Mount Ontario, Canada, Crystal Stewart. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. My bad. I ruined the internet uh, for everybody. <laughs> oh, that's that's okay. We'll, we'll forgive you. I got to tell you this though. So, uh, a few like a couple months ago, I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, I'm running behind. I'm, I got to get on the show. And Katie's like, Oh, you still get another five minutes? She said, I set all of the clocks in the house five minutes ahead because you're always running late for everything. And I'm like, when the hell did you do that? And she said, about six months ago. She's been manipulated. I've been living in a false reality for like six months. She's totally manipulated what my concept of time is in this house. And I had no clue because the only, all the clocks I look at are on the wall. I barely ever pick up my phone to look at the time or anything. So I'm like, you have, I have led a lie for six months now. So I was like, okay, well, I finally got adjusted to it. We lost power about a week ago. Uh, we had a car hit one of the of the big uh, boxes out here, uh, shut down power for like six hours, and all the clocks reset. And so I'm running towards the show, and I'm like, I got five minutes. And she goes, oh, I set them back. I'm like, and you weren't going to tell me to the normal time. She set back to the door. 
So I'm just like constantly in flux. Like, do I even know what day it is anymore? Has she changed the calendar on me without telling me? <laughs> so I'm just living in this reality that I don't even know what's up or down or right or wrong. Or it's like I'm so it's it's the upside down in here. So if I ever happen to pop on the air and it's like nine o'clock in the morning and I don't realize it, just assume that Katie's messed with my <laughs> system somehow. But <laughs> anyways, I digress. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Um, <laughs> we got a great show for you. Um, Crystal, I believe yeah. we have a special guest on the line, and, and, and you uh, you are been so awesome at lining up guests, and we've had such a different array of people coming in here. You've got your uh, claws deep into the community and know what's going on. But one of the best things is is you're able to kind of follow stories peripherally and peripherally, and you kind of bring people back into our world to give updates a lot of the inspiring stories. Um, so I know that you uh, you were talking to Amanda. She is a referee. She's a mother. She's got all this stuff going on, and somehow manages to balance this DDPY lifestyle on top of all that and be incredible successful. And she was on our show, I believe, last year, maybe a little longer than that. Um, but you've, uh, you brought her back around to, uh, to kind of give us an update because this DDP yeah. story, it's not a one-time thing. It's a lifestyle. Uh, it's a long road. So, uh, why don't you reintroduce our guest to us, uh, for tonight? Oh, thank you. This is my amazing friend, Amanda, and Aww. she's been around the DDP, um, universe for a little while and she, she's such a good person. It's so great to have her back. Um, she works really hard. Everything she does, she's got her hands in absolutely everything. And she's a mom to two amazing twin boys. And holy moly, I just don't know how she has time to do everything she does. But she does. And I'm sure she'll tell you more about it tonight. Um, please welcome my friend, Amanda Mensing. Hi, guys. Hi. Nice to be on the show. Thank you for having me back. I am great. How are you guys? Good. Oh, well, we appreciate you coming. Thank you so much for having me back. Oh, appreciate you coming back. And um, it's been a while. So uh, we we got your story last time. So we're going to kind of gloss over just uh, give people a little bit of a a Cliff Notes version of of how you got here and, and, you know, what your deal is and your, your origin story. We, if you want to listen to Amanda's original episode, it's in the, it's in the archives, but for the people yep. who are just tuning in to kind of fill them in, uh, why don't you give them a little bit of a backstory about how you, uh, you found yourself into this crazy world of DDP yoga warriors. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been a wrestling fan since about, Oh, 2001. I always remember the very first time I saw DDP on television was when he was doing the storyline with The Undertaker being soccer for his wife. So I knew who he was. I'd followed him for a while. And in, in, my, in my crazy journey, um, I had also met a fellow wrestler by the name of Nick Dinsmore. And back in the day, about, about the same time, he was known as Eugene. So he came up to South Dakota, started a wrestling uh, school up here, started a wrestling program, and I ended up winning a free semester with him. So long story short, I went through this 12 weeks. As a girl with MS, I never thought in a million years I'd be able to do this, and I did it. 
And, you know, at the time I really couldn't afford to keep doing anymore, but I was loving the fact that I was being able to, you know, get in the ring, run around, exercise, things like that, but I was also exhausted. So I just in passing uh, had heard about DDP yoga. Well, obviously I knew who DDP was, and I thought, you know, I'm going to check this out. I really like getting into exercise again, and I just I wanted to do something that I knew that, you know, could potentially be for me. So first thing I did is I went ahead and I bought the whole the whole system with all the CDs and everything. And I remember the first time popping the first CD and doing the very first workout. I think I did energy for the first time. And I it's like getting wrestling in your blood. You're just hooked. I mean, yep. I I just I loved what yoga allowed me to do. I loved the fact that it started to give me energy again. Um, something that was hard for me because with my MS, I was, you know, feeling like I was run down and, and it just, it was, it was very hard to get me through my day. So that's when I started. And as soon as I started, I was like, I got to keep doing this. Um, so I've actually, I've been running off the CDs now for two years and, uh, about a month ago, I finally got the DDP app, and I don't know what took me so long. Holy cow. Like, I have been missing out on so much. It, it, was <laughs> almost like, it was almost like you're taking the CDs, but you're taking them times about 100. There's, yeah. there's so much fun, and you find something new all the time. doesn't matter if you want to do something 20 minutes. I'm going to start challenging myself here and get close to the hour ones. Those are tough. Um, yeah. But I, I've, I've just seen myself, you know, I haven't, I, I can't say I've lost a ton of weight on it because I've always been kind of small, but I've seen myself grow as far as my energy. I've, I've seen muscles in my arms that I didn't know existed. Um, and I actually even got myself back into the ring again. Um, with Nick Dinsmore. Uh, so I am a referee for Midwest All Pro here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, and I got back into that last summer. And I'm doing things that if you would have told me this when I started on my DDP yoga journey two years ago, I never would have thought were possible. Um, not only do I do DDP yoga, I got myself in the gym. I'm going to the gym two to three days a week. I'm doing yoga two to three days a week. I mean, it, it's literally changed everything that I think about when it comes to exercising. Like, I can go and I can have fun and I can figure out what I want. Is that variety? And I admit, there's some days where I just don't want to get off the couch and don't do it. Absolutely. But, you know, now that I have the app, it just gets me more excited, um, you know, to, to get into this and, and to want to do it three or four days a week. Wow. Um, so the last time we talked to you, uh, you had gotten a lot of success. You're back in the ring. I don't know if that was a, a new revelation since we talked to you, because I remember you were doing some refereeing with uh, Nick Dinsmore, who's one of the great uh, wrestling workers. And if you've seen the Eugene character, it was, he was great at what he did, but man, that guy is one of the great professional wrestlers of all time. If you get a chance, go check out some of his stuff down at Ohio Valley 
wrestling. He would mm-hmm. he's worked circles around some of the best wrestlers in the world. He was incredible. Um, some people don't really realize that because Eugene was such a fun character, goofy character. But man, that guy is one of the best, uh, hands down. Um, so you, uh, you won that tryout, you, you go in there and, and I kind of forgot that you were also, uh, suffering from MS too, which just is a whole other <laughs> level. Um, and usually a level that could often be used as an excuse if you wanted to, nobody's going to want to say, Oh, well, you're not working out because, uh, you know, and you throw out the, uh, I have MS thing. No one, no one's going to question that. That's the built in excuse, but you know for yourself that you're fighting, you know, you're fighting against your own body at certain points. So that in alone is a self-motivation factor and you've got to push through that. And now you get the referee thing uh, on top of that. So you're also trying to keep in wrestling shape because if anyone has ever seen a referee in the wrestling ring, it looks pretty easy. Uh, if you've ever refereed a wrestling match, it's not easy. It's probably more grueling no. than the guys that are working at times up, down, up, down. And it's a whole different level of stamina that you don't even realize that is there. So all of this considered, uh, what has changed now that you've kind of been at this for another year since we've talked to you? Uh, Where have you noticed yourself be stronger? What have you noticed yourself being better at or doing better? And how do you think DDPY is setting you up for a long-term battle against uh, a really you know, nasty disease, to put it lightly. Yeah, you know, and I, I think a lot of that, too, is, is stress. And a lot of things in my life have, have changed since I talked to you guys last. Um, I actually got divorced. I'm a single mom now. Um, great co-parenting relationship with, with my ex. Um, but it was it was very hard going through that. My dad was sick, um, and that was the big part of the reason why I, I decided to get back in the ring and be a referee again um, because I needed something to to put all that aside. Things that I notice when I get in the ring is it feels like home to me. Um, it feels like that's one spot where I belong and when you're working with the wrestlers um, and, you know, I don't think about my MS. I don't think about what's going on you know, the stress that I have going on in the outside world. The only thing I'm thinking about is being in that ring, being in that match, knowing what I need to do, um, and just hopefully putting on on a great show for everybody. And while I've been going through all of this, knowing that I'm going to be that referee because, you know, Michael, like you said, you have to be up, down, up, down, up, down. I mean, you've got to be running around that ring. You've got to mentally know where you're at. Um, I knew I was like, okay, a, I have to make sure I'm not stressed out. Stress is, is one of the things that any neurologist will tell you will definitely be like that catalyst that, that tries to fight with your MS. Um, and I knew that if I was going to be in the ring, like you said, you have to be able to run around and, you know, whether you're wrestling one match, two match, two matches, five matches, you have to have that stamina. And, you know, not only doing DDP yoga helped me with that stamina, but it also helped me out with the stress because just trying to get out of my own brain for a little while and having that 
that mindset where I'm doing yoga. This is this is my time. I don't have to think about anything else but what I'm doing right now. It's it's amazing how much just doing DDP yoga has has centered me. Um, you know, because last year was extremely stressful, but being able to have have DDP yoga, have wrestling, kind of have that catalyst to change and have that motivation um, to want to change and want to stay healthy. I mean, I want to stay healthy for my boys. Um, I have my boys 50% of the time, and I really want to make sure that the time that I'm spending with them really counts. And I've also made them wrestling fans in the meantime. So for me, I mean, that that's, that's a win-win. It really is. That's awesome. <laughs> Crystal, I tried to interrupt you. Yeah, it's okay. My my headphones oh, cut out. So, yeah, oh, sorry. Okay, I I, I want to make sure because my my system is uh, I got my I, as we were talking about earlier, I had to replace a cord of mine. So I I don't know. It's been going in and out and in and out, and I want to make sure I didn't you know I didn't lose you. <laughs> no, no, I'm still here. I'm sorry. I must have hit something and it just shut it off. All right. Well, um, so uh, you know, Crystal, I know that you're you're friendly with with Amanda. Um, yep. You guys being on the same journey and stuff like that, and kind of dealing with some of the same issues and stuff. You know, we always talk about pairing up with someone in the community, and uh, you know, you mm-hmm. become friendly with people, you gravitate towards people, and you know, a lot of the similarities I I, I see between you people. You know, you guys are I'm seeing why you guys are friendly and why you guys are friends. Um, what does it mean to have somebody, you know, like Amanda to kind of, you know, go through the journey with you dealing with a lot of the same, you know, physical issues, health issues, um, and also trying to manage, you know, the DDPY, DDP yoga. And, uh, you know, how long have you guys known each other and how long have you guys kind of, you know, communicated uh, about your journeys or have you communicated about your journeys? And is it something you guys uh, are enjoying or, you know, value uh, doing this together and kind of being in some kind of a same uh, situation uh, medically, but also moving forward probably stronger than any other people I've ever seen in my life. Crystal, I see you every single week. I know some of the <laughs> shit you deal with, and you still show up every week with a smile on your face and, and incredibly strong. So it's one of those inspiring things that I can see uh, you being on the same boat with Amanda is something that you guys could both rub off on each other. Um, you know, the positivity and, and, and the strength between you two. It's, it's one of those things, you know, it's not something, it's not a door that I open for everybody to walk through because it's not something I want to give more acknowledgement to than anything else. There's more to me than just having this. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, like I still try and do everything that I used to do. I mean, I have to modify it. And the thing with Amanda and I, I, you know, it was a great, this is the greatest thing about the community is you always find someone who is in the same boat or who can at least relate. And I think the thing that I recognize with Amanda, um, with our friendship is, you know, she's in the same boat, obviously, but there's that whole 
thing about priorities versus options and she made it really okay for me to say I can't do this and and mm-hmm. you know it was okay to say you can't do this for today doesn't mean that you can't do it tomorrow but today I'm gonna have to rearrange things so you know I, I guess I kind of recognized in her that it was okay that um I had days where I fell apart. I don't really share that with everybody all the time, but it was it's just really nice to have a friend that understood, and I found that in Amanda. But, you know, I, I think you hit it on the head right there. You know, and, and so many people, we talk about this in the community all the time, is, you know, a lot of times we're drawn to people because of certain things in our lives, certain struggles we relate to, certain situations we relate to, but eventually those situations just become background noise because you just, you're just friends. You yeah. just, you find people mm-hmm. that are alike and then the things that you found unique or, 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 or drew you to that person just become wallpaper because now we're just friends. And mm-hmm. I find that with so many people in the community, so many people that I thought of as different than me uh, or, or had these unique characteristics that, Oh, wow. I'm, I never, you know, knew somebody who, who dealt with that eventually just becomes, you know, a non even thought. And I think that's important that you kind of put it that way. Crystal is, is talked about how, you know, at first, you know, you would tell somebody about, you know, your, your diagnosis, what you're dealing with. And they start thinking in terms of that for a couple of minutes. But once you get talking to you guys for a couple of minutes and stuff, it's just, it's no longer even part of the conversation. I'm sure you guys deal with things the the world will never know about, but the thing about the DDPY community is we're bonded in a way that, you know, we got that one common goal in mind. We want to keep hitting the mat as best we can, keep people inspired, motivated. So all the things that bring us together, that make us unique or the things that make us the same, just become one group of different and unique people dealing with different and unique things in our own way. And we're just under the same boat, under the same tent of inspiring people and firing people up. And, you know, we all pull on each other for different reasons at different times. There's going to be times when I'm on the ground and need someone to lift up and, uh, and bring me up as well as Amanda is going to need someone at some point. Crystal's going to need someone. Hell, even Garrett Sagahara may need someone at some point. And uh, that's what we do around here. <laughs> <laughs> we, we bring people up. So we've all been uh, an, uh, the person who needs it, and we've all been the person who gives it. So uh, yeah. I, it's cool that yeah. you guys have that. I think it's really cool that, you know, everybody in the community, when they, when they come here, we all start off as a piece of fabric, and then eventually we're just all part of the same blanket. And, I mean, there's – I don't know, you know, we all realize and we all recognize that we have struggles, but we all bond between our strengths, not the struggles. We do, mm-hmm. we don't concentrate on the struggles. The struggles don't define who you are. How you come through them is a much different story. Totally agree, you know, and and like you said, you know, I I know all of us have struggled before and, you know, Crystal, you and I are Facebook friends, so I see so yep. many of, of your posts and I'm like, oh my gosh, I know exactly how that feels or I feel exactly the same way, you know, and, and it's, it's nice. And a lot of people know the, I guess the, the depression and anxiety that, that, you know, come with, with MS. And it's just nice to have somebody there who gets it, 
you know, and no yeah. matter, you know, no matter what someone's diagnosed with or, or has or anything like that, it's just nice to know that there's someone out there when you feel like you're totally by yourself, somebody gets it. Like somebody's been there and you know that they've pulled themselves out of it. So for me, it's, it's like, okay, my day sucks. It's like, all right, well, tomorrow could definitely be, be better because, you, you know, I always tell myself, I've pulled myself out of crap before. And I'll keep pulling myself out of crap. So, you know, you just have yeah. to have that confidence and that space. And, you know, it's just it's nice to have somebody out there that just has has your back, especially when it comes to being diagnosed with whatever. And, and that's the great thing about this community. Yeah, just because you fall into a rut doesn't mean you unpack your bags and stay there, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. I, you know, Crystal, you brought up that we're all a piece of fabric. I'd just like to point out that I'm the piece of fabric crumpled up and thrown in the corner and left there for laundry for, for three weeks. That's that's my fabric. Oh. I just wanted to claim that fabric. Kate. Sorry, I, I, I had to ruin them all. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, uh, that's what that's what I Katie do. Changed, you know, Katie changed the time for laundry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Uh, today's been um, today's been a, a day, so uh, I, I just had to throw a little bit of humor in there because uh, that's what I do. And um, ask Katie. It's a, it, I people like, people come up to Katie all the time. She's like, "Oh my God, your husband's so funny. It must be nice to laugh all the time." And she says, "Oh, trust <laughs> me, the novelty wears off quick." <laughs> uh, so. Uh, anyways, uh, to to move along, uh, I'll, I'll I'll try to keep myself in check. I'm having a real hard time hearing. Uh, can you guys? I'm just asking if you guys can hear okay, or if it's on my end because I just want to make sure this is going out to the world okay. Because it's just I'm having a technical disaster over here. Yeah, yeah, I hear. No, I can hear you. Yep. Good. Okay, good. I just want to make sure it wasn't going out on the air like that. So good. Well, that makes me feel better. Um. So. <laughs> Did you uh, – so uh, you're still refereeing. How many times a month do you usually referee? Uh, usually we have our shows once year. a month. Sometimes we have them twice. Uh, we kind of ramp up a little bit more in the summertime. Uh, North Dakota, is that Travis Roberts country? Oh, South Dakota? Yeah, it sure is. Oh, South Dakota, is that Travis Roberts over there? I, yeah, I that, yep, that is Travis Dakota. Roberts. <laughs> well, Travis, if you're listening, I got your I just got your post before we went on the on the air and, and Travis is is uh, really digging his heels in for a big comeback and he's getting back into it. He's kinda had a little a little couple of struggles coming up himself. But uh South Dakota, you're so close to Travis Roberts. Oh, my, my, my thoughts are with you. Uh I love hey, Travis, hey, a little hey, vitamin hey. C. Oh yeah. Oh, we're uh, oh wow. Yep. So wow. you like run into him at the grocery store or something? No, I run into them at wrestling shows every once in a while, though. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, he's he's got that those smoky vocals. I always I always say he's like he's like <laughs> he's custom made to do barbecue sauce commercials. Yes, <laughs> yes. Barbecue sauce. I can. Oh, sorry. Um. So. What what do you see? You know, going forward here, we it's been almost a year or over a year since we had you on last. Now, if we talk to you again next year, what do you kind of hope to work towards? You know, going forward, is there anything in your immediate future that you'd hope to accomplish, either wrestling wise, health wise, family, personal? 
Uh, anything you're going to try to work towards uh, if we talk to you a year from now that might get you uh, fired up and inked right here on DDP Radio Live? Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. I almost feel like I, I feel like I'm being put on the spot here. <laughs> oh, if, well, if you can't think my, of anything, no I, pressure, I but if you do. I, 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 I can think of a couple. Um, I With Valentine's Day and everything and all the chocolate, it's been a little bit hard to focus on the losing weight. So I've got about 30 pounds that I'm thinking are going to be gone here in about the next year. Um, and then I'm also hoping to expand being a referee, maybe into Minnesota, um, the Nebraska area. Um, but I also, I've been dating a guy who is a professional wrestler. Uh, he, him and I met through the school and I, I want to support him. He's, he's been wrestling in Minnesota, Iowa, um, Nebraska, or I should say Minnesota and uh, Nebraska and done some shows in Wisconsin and I really want to support uh, what he wants to do too so I'm hoping there's going to be a lot of wrestling travel in my future uh, in the next year um, I'd love to be able to maybe make more more than a hobby of, of being a referee because I, I have had a lot of fun with it I really have so Amanda how much does the MS affect everything you are doing right now is it a um, factor you know it definitely can be um i'm one of those people where if it's affecting me unless it's physically affecting me you're not going to notice um i yeah. did have a little a, a little bit of a relapse a few months ago where you could tell because i was having some walking issues um mm-hmm. but did a really quick burst of steroids, got that one taken care of. Um, one of the things I have to remember is I I have to make sure that I'm eating really good. I've gotten to be a fan of kale lately, which I never thought I'd be a fan of kale. Um, but I find the better I eat, the better I feel. Uh, and I can just tell those days where sometimes I'm just run down. And that's when I'm like, all right, I need to take a break. It's all about trying to listen, trying to listen to my body and actually pay attention to it as opposed to listening to it and ignoring it. Because um, I did that for a while, and that's where that little relapse came in. It's like, all right, well, you got to slow down now, you know? Because I sometimes I push myself a little bit too much, and then it's like, all right, you got to remember, like, you can't just constantly go, 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 because if you do, right. your body's going to say, well, it's time to stop. And it'll just make you stop. Um, but the people around, yeah, I'm, so, sorry, Amanda. Are the people around you aware that you have a medical issue? Do you let them know, or no? Yeah, my diagnosis is actually when I started training, I did let Nick know about it, um, and Nick is very protective of that. Um, he wants to be sure that I'm safe. Um, that I'm not pushing myself too hard. Uh, he's and I'm very appreciative of that because he had he is he's a coach. He's kind of like another dad. He's he's very protective of you. He wants to make sure you know you're not doing right. anything that you're not comfortable with. Um, so I'm I'm just really I try to be open with it because I'm you know Crystal like you said you have it but it, that's not your entire life. 
Um, right. I always like people, you know, to just have an idea where if all of a sudden I look like I'm walking around like I'm drunk, I'm not really drunk. It's just that day. Um, right. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm open about it. It's not, it's not something I've ever really been ashamed of. Um, I just, I think it, it makes me listen to my body more and just makes me more aware. Um, so another quick question, what do you do when someone tells you you can't do something? I think this is really important. Oh man, am I, do I love proving people wrong? (laughs) You know, that is, that is such motivation for me. Um, yeah. You know, because I've had people tell me, well, you can't do this and you know, you can't get in the ring. Like you can't do that. It's like, really? Like, I, I, I can do it. There's things that I know that I'm not going to do because I'm going to protect myself. Um, but I don't want people to think, oh, she's got MS. She can't do that. She can't get into a ring. She can't keep up with the guys. Like, no. I, I, will, I will either keep up with the guys or I will die trying to keep up with the guys. Um, I'm so proud of you. It, it's just, it, for me, I know that I have, my my motivation every single day when I wake up is I know I have two boys watching me. And yep. I I want them, they have a mom and a dad who love them very much. And I want them to know that I'm, I'm never going to let people tell me that I can't do something. If it's something that I want to do, I'm going to go do it. And that's how I want them to grow up. I never want anyone to limit what, what they think that they can do. If they think they can do something, they need to go do it. Amen, sister. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good advice. And, and you're right, you know, that the added pressure of, you know, you don't, you know, I don't have children currently that I know of. Um, so the added <laughs> pressure of, of two people <laughs> looking at you for, for, you know, guidance, it, it's, you it doesn't compute to me, but you know, every move that you make, everything you do, you got two little eyes, you know, set of eyes watching you. And uh, that's also, you know, they're going to be, their set of motivation and determination is going to be set by the, the, the example that you tend to show as well. So that's, that's also an added pressure. It's pressure, but it's not—it's not necessarily bad pressure. Some days, some days I wonder, but it's—it's it's worth it for sure. No, for, <laughs> funny, no I, 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 I understand. When I was in Georgia for a summit, the Gielans and I—we came up with this thing to legit quit. I mean, you know, you just keep doing it. I mean, it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to do it every day, but. <laughs> you can always make the attempt to do something. Mm-hmm. It's just your mindset changes. When someone throws a curveball like that, a medical diagnosis at you, it's curveball. And it could be anything. It could be anything, you know, your job or whatever the case may be. You decide in that moment right there that you either are going to do it or you're not. I mean, there's no gray area, yeah. <laughs> right? So, yeah, and exactly. I mean, there's always going to be somebody that says you can't, but I uh, I have a boss that always says yet. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yep, you can't. The rea- reacts, 
react, adapt, breathe, take action. That's always, the, you know, we talk about that. Um, I remember, Chris, I mean, uh, Stacey Morris gave me some of the best advice I ever got in my life. And when I heard her say this to me, I was talking um, a couple of years ago how about my biggest fear is losing people around me, losing people I love, losing my father, my mother, and all this stuff. And, you know, that's my biggest fear. And she said, call me after work, you know, after we got off the show. And um, she said, she just said to me, she goes, hey, I lost my dad last year. I mean, she knew my dad had a lot of health problems and stuff. She goes, the only bit of advice is I, I can tell you right now, and you're not going to understand until it happens, is you've been fearing it your whole life when it happens and you don't know how you're going to get through it, you just get through it. And it, I just thought that was yeah. like, call me to tell me that. Like, that was the, that was the big reveal. <laughs> like, but when <laughs> I lost my dad earlier this year, you really realize you just get through it. I mean, it's not, there's no plan that you take today like you took every day for your entire life. You just, you do what you got to do. You keep your head down. You don't think in terms of like your new reality. You don't think in terms of the big picture. You don't think in terms of all the things you have to do or all how your world is going to be different. You just take the next step. You take the step that's in front of you and that's all you can do. And the re- react, adapt, breathe, and take action. And that's what I'm assuming you guys deal with. You know, when some limitations pop up, all right, I ain't going to mm-hmm. think about it. I just got to do what I do to get that next step, whether it's to alter my this or modify that. All I got is the next step ahead of me. And it was the biggest piece of advice because you realize life goes on. And the only thing yeah. that's different than yesterday is – now I know that there's something different and I, it was always coming. It was always there, but right now all I got is this next step and all I got to do worry about is what I got to do to take this next step and you just get through it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, to bring this back into, you know, the community and, you know, all the people that are a part of this amazing program that we do um, is it's really important in those moments who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, oh, people, absolutely. they should lift you up, not pull you down. And this is why um, I have a friend named Amanda. I mean, Aww. you know, yeah. I mean, positivity, it, exactly. I mean, it rubs off. It, you know, it, it, the Mark Merrow quote of, you know, you are who your friends are. It really is when, yep. when I remember when, you know, Jake was moving into the performance center and Dallas is like, listen, I know you like all your t-shirts. You're staying here, put on some positive t-shirts. All you got is like these negative quotes. And I thought I liked his shirts. I thought they were comical and funny and stuff, but the <laughs> messages were cynical and, and comical and, and kind of, you know, and if you want to actually make positive changes like that, you've got to surround yourself in a positive headspace and you got to surround yourself with positive environment and, my biggest deter, my biggest problem personally in my life, whenever my life spirals or things start going bad, it's because I've fallen into my uh, reoccurring bout of cynicism. And cynicism is a terrible quality to have, but I start getting into those mind spaces and head spaces. And as soon as you start embracing that, you just notice that things start to spiral. And then once you stop focusing on being so cynical and start focusing on you know, looking at the positive things or the good things, you realize that cloud lifts off of you. And it really is. Your mm-hmm. atmosphere is like 99%, 95% of your attitude at any given time. They say it's impossible 
to uh, what is it possible to be sad while you're laughing or whatever those thing is, but it's true. You put yourself in a situation that's light and happy and positive. It's kind of hard to just be so negative and, and, and miserable in those situations. It definitely absorbs into your attitude. Yeah. You can't Absolutely. be negative and positive at the same time. You can't be, <laughs> I mean, you can't. Right. Yeah. No, so, you know, we talked about DDPY and, and uh, we talked about, you know, your refereeing and stuff. And I just want to talk about it real quick because people don't realize. I mean, I used to, when I first broke into the business back in, you know, 2000, 1999, I started out refereeing. And I started out just by happenstance when the referee didn't show up and I was the kid in training. And they threw me out there for seven matches the entire night. And I tell you, to this day, I've never been so blown up in my entire life. It's a whole oh, different man. style of, 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 of cardio and, and strength. And so, you know, being a DDPY person, you know, the moves of getting up, getting down, and, and the certain types of, you know, positions lends itself to that kind of athleticism because it is a sport in itself, you know, managing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about the first time you got in the ring, what you expected – what it turned out to be physically and how you use DDPY to kind of um, maintain that level of fitness that's needed to be up and down, up and down a whole match and directing traffic and the little things that people on the outside of the show don't see that goes into that art form in itself. Yeah. I, I, I really remember the first time when I was going to be a referee and I walked out there and I thought the entire time I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. Like, I mean, we were in front of maybe 50 to a hundred people. I'm like, like my anxiety, my anxiety and my um, adrenaline were going so fast. I'm like, I'm going to throw up and forget everything I'm supposed to be doing. So I, I had in my head, like I knew it was, you know, breaking kayfabe here, but I, I knew it was going to go on. I knew it was going to happen. I knew what I, what I was looking for, because basically I've been, I've been told, you know, when I, when I work, worked with the wrestlers beforehand, it's basically anything from them spelling out exactly what's going to happen to just get the F out of the way. I mean, it's one of the two. So <laughs> I remember getting in there and thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to handle this? Because one of the things you have to remember as a ref is you have to remember, if, especially if you're filming, you have to remember where the camera is. And where you're working around the wrestlers, you have to make sure you're not getting in their way. So I had a lot of back and forth from one side of the ring to the other side of the ring. And I remember just my heart just going and going and going and going. I'm like, okay, I can get through this. Like, I've, I've, I've done yoga before. Like, I can do this. And the thing that I noticed the most is, and I, I noticed that even now, compared to when I very first started refereeing to now, and I've increased the amount of DDP yoga that I've done, I've noticed how how much easier it is for me to get up. So once I count, you know, if I count to two, I can get right on. And, you know, I, I just remember the relief of getting through that first match because I wasn't sure running back and forth that I was going to make it. But, you know, doing a little DDP yoga before then, it's like, all right, I made this. And 
I just I remember being so relieved after that first one. Um, of course, you're your own worst critic and can go through the things that you know you did wrong. But I was just thankful that I made it through it. You know, and fast forward to today and and doing the amount of DDP yoga that I've done, being able to get down and count is not that hard anymore compared to the way it used to be. Um, now, if I would I do three four matches, you know, then then it gets a little bit more difficult, but I, I do notice that I just I can pop up really quick, um, and I credit that to you know having to get into those positions and then pop back out of them. Um, and it's amazing just how much that flexibility really helps when you're a referee to have having to go down and come back up and go down and come back up again. Um, I actually did this past summer. I did a I refereed a match where I literally got down, counted, counted to two, got up, had to go to the other side, counted to two. And I did that about four or five times. And it was exhausting. I didn't think I was going to be, I didn't think I was going to make it at the end of it. But again, doing, doing DDP and having to get down and get back up and do all those moves, it, it, it just carries into the ring. And I've seen myself be a lot more flexible pop up faster um and just have that endurance the more that I do it um so I'm I'm always just amazed to think of where I was when I first started and now where I'm at now and the changes that that DDP yoga has has helped me make that's amazing when I my first referee you know you don't expect it to be that crazy and I got thrown into the wolves den at the you know I eight seven matches the entire show the referee didn't show up and i had never done been a referee and there is kind of, there is a skill involved to it because you don't count someone's mm-hmm. feet there's all kinds of little hit you know uh, lost rules uh unwritten rules for being a referee that you don't do and you know so i didn't learn any of those on the spot i threw on a t-shirt that was about three sizes too small for me a striped t-shirt that one of the boys <laughs> had because i wasn't prepared to it and when i was out there after the first match I kept having the wrestlers come out to the ring and they'd hand me an orange. And I'm like, why are they handing me oranges? And every time a new worker or wrestler would come out, they'd, they'd slip me an orange. You know, and the next guy who came out, the baby face, the heel, everyone's slipping me oranges and they're like, eat it, eat it. So I'm eating the orange. I'm like, why am I eating these oranges? And I get back to the ring from the ring at the end of the show and the promoter who was on, for some reason, thought I was diabetic, which I'm not. <laughs> and so they were feeding me, like, sugar. So my blood sugar, I had no idea why they were feeding me oranges. But they're selling me oranges every match. And I'm like, why are they giving me oranges? Someone told them that I was diabetic or they thought I was diabetic. I've, I've never been diabetic, but thanks for the effort. But it was, it's, it's, it's a whole different animal. It was just, that was my funny first story for ever getting anything done in the wrestling oh, business. Um, so, <laughs> but no, that, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty funny. Um, that's pretty, you know, that's awesome though, because, you know, on paper, you probably are the first female person with MS to be a regular referee in the wrestling business. There's a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of first to do, and I don't know of anybody else currently who has that position, but, you know, female referees were kind of rare to begin with. We've had a few kind of come along and just added that Mm -hmm. extra like hump you had to kind of get over to do this regularly. That's a pretty damn inspirational story and and how you won the the tryout and and won the semester and all this stuff. Like, 
you're just continually knocking over, you know, any hurdle that's put in front of you. And, you know, some people call it a disadvantage, but you're taking that and turning it into something uh, powerful and inspiring. And it's not a disadvantage. You're crushing it. You're killing it. From the last year when we talked to you, you seem to be doing better now than you were then. And when we talk to you down the line again, hopefully in another year or so, I have a feeling that you're going to be uh, you're going to be kicking way more ass than you are right now, and then things are going to keep moving forward, getting better. You got a relationship, uh, a wrestling family. Oh boy, <laughs> that's a that's a tough one. Oh boy, yeah, those I know. poor kids. <laughs> 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 those those poor kids. They got they got crazy wrestling people around them all the time, and it's coming from somebody mm-hmm. who knows a lot of crazy wrestling people. <laughs> um, but <laughs> right. no, that's. <laughs> That's pretty pretty awesome, and, and we're happy for you. We appreciate you coming in and checking back in with us. Um, before we go, um, anything uh, where you want to uh, put out there for uh, our next check-in, any kind of goals or any place, uh, particulars? I know we kind of touched upon it earlier, but uh, next time we talk to you, what's one thing that you want to be better or have accomplished or something that we can ink right now? Put it down on paper for when we talk to you the next time for our next checkup that we're going to like hold you to the fire and be like, did you do it? Oh man. Okay. So I, I, I want to have refereed in at least one other state by the time I talk to you guys next time. All right. Um, a, a, a multi-state 100%. adventure. That's totally doable. Yes. Now does the Dakotas count as one state or is that two states? I swear to God, it's two states. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. I, uh, I, I would, I would that... call us the better Dakota, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, I mean, come on, North Dakota. Ball. I mean, first of all, it would be different if the if like the the situation, but it's like the 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 borders like straight line, just one Dakota, make things easier for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If anyone's listening and, and is thinking about maybe wanting to bring in a cool, badass new female referee, uh, any kind of, uh, you know, website or anything you want to plug uh, or, or a page you want to plug to uh, get people to go reach out and uh, contact a pretty badass DDPY referee. So I have a Facebook page for my refereeing skills, and it's called Amanda the Ref. If you search for Amanda the Ref on Facebook, there I am. That's awesome. Awesome. I love it. Uh, I appreciate you uh, coming back on with us. Um, Sorry if I was a little off today. The technical issues on my end have been pretty ridiculous. I switched out my cord and my cat bit through the other cord that I have. Seriously, if I leave my cord like for two seconds, my cat will chomp through it in one bite and notices if I left it for just a second. So I got to go to the uh, Apple store tomorrow and start getting some new cables and stuff or just lock my cat into a closet for the next six months. But um, (laughs) we appreciate you coming on and we wish you the best of luck. We're really happy to see the progress you've made since the last time we talked to you and, you know, DDPY is a lifestyle. So we're all kind of here for, uh, for a long time. So I'm sure we'll have you back on down the line and and check in with you again. And if anyone else has a DDPY warrior of the week or a suggestion of somebody we might want to revisit, check in with, 
uh, hit us up. Uh, we're on uh, Crystal uh, is probably on the Team DDPY site, uh, getting things done over there, and she is an awesome person to send a recommendation to because she's got all the goods and all the dirt. And uh, she's like uh, the Joan Rivers, uh, or uh, what's the modern version? Um, what's, what's the modern? What's the what's the modern gossip version? Uh, what's that guy's name with the pink hair? Perez Hilton. She's like the Perez Hilton of the DDPY world. She's got all the good gossip and news and all that stuff. So uh, hit Crystal up, and she'll uh, she'll get us uh, uh, get you on the show for a follow up or anyone you want to suggest. So we well, appreciate you coming on with us, uh, Crystal Stewart. Let's uh, yes. let's get some Joan or some Perez and give us some uh, a quote to uh, uh, to Absolutely. gossip about throughout the week. I don't know where I'm going with that. That, that was a nonlinear ending right there. <laughs> Before I say this, though, I would just like to wish Amanda a very happy birthday. So yeah, oh. I know it's coming out. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> See, um, Crystal my- asked me to re- asked me to remember that, and I have. Three different notes here on my table saying "Happy Birthday, Amanda," and I didn't get it. Right. I've been staring at it literally the entire show, and I forgot. So, Happy Birthday! We. <laughs> Thank this you. has been uh, this has been a day. I don't. Is it even Never Wednesday at this man. point, or did Katie Katie change the calendar on me? <laughs> I think she changed it. <laughs> happy Birthday, Amanda. Um, so Thank you birthday. so much. Um, is it's it's actually it's weird how these work out sometimes. Um, never let your luggage define your journey. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Love it. That I know. I I do love that. And uh, I am available to carry someone's luggage in their journey for a nominal fee. I'll just follow behind, wheeling the bag of uh, of luggage throughout the life. So, anyways, no. <laughs> uh, I I do come with a high price tag though. No, that's that's a great uh-huh. that's a great quote. And uh, and keep in mind too that like we see people with a lot of luggage in our lives, and sometimes we think that we're the only one carrying luggage. And even people on their best day who put their best foot forward, everyone's got something. The only thing we can truly all relate to is that we all got something. We all got some baggage and some luggage. So if you do carry a a good bag of luggage around with you on your journey. Know that we all got our bags too, and we're all dealing with it our own way. So be kind, be patient, uh, be good to people because we all got our own shit going on. So uh, keep moving forward, never give up and uh, own the week and take that luggage and use that momentum of that uh, heavy luggage to just fly down that hill and keep crushing it. Uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of DDP Radio live at ddpradio.com. I need a drink. I don't even drink, and I need a drink. <laughs> See you guys soon. Happy birthday, Amanda. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. See ya. Kicked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Paige. Oh! Oh! You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.